Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Today's episode is brought to you by TechSite Builder. TechSite Builder is a hosted website builder that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean and professional website up and running for your computer or tech-focused business. Save time and frustration with TechSite Builder. Learn more at TechSiteBuilder.com. And it's also brought to you by the DC Unconvention 2017, the second annual conference for IT business owners. Learn from fellow techs and business owners, get business strategies that work in the real world, and discover new tech. Learn more at unconvention.io. On today's episode, our guest is Brian J. Best, the founder of BestMax. He's going to be on to talk about how marketing isn't just about getting new clients, but it can also be used to help keep your existing clients happy and coming back for more. Plus, what are some tips for keep for marketing in a narrow service niche like an MSP for Max only? Plus, we answer your questions about whether sending follow-up emails is annoying and if it's worth it to offer a low-cost service to get new customers in the door. All that and so much more coming up right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Computer Business Marketing Show. If you own or work in an IT services business, this is the place to learn how to get more clients, keep them happy, and grow your revenue. You can watch, download, and or subscribe to all show episodes at computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can also catch our live stream on Facebook every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just be sure to like the TechSite Builder Facebook page and click the following tab and then select see first so that the stream will jump to the top of your feed when we go live. Um, happy to see you guys joining us live in Facebook. Love it when you guys can uh, can catch the show um, as it's happening. We love to hear your feedback and your questions. We even sometimes will adjust the direction of the show depending on what you guys are talking about in the uh, Facebook chat. So love, love if you guys can catch it live. If not, you can always uh, subscribe to the show on computerbusinessmarketing.com. So this is uh, our first episode uh Without Paco, so it feels a little bit empty, <laughs> and um, that uh, we're we're going to miss Paco for a while, but we're going to keep moving forward. So the going to change up the um, the way we're kind of the format of the show before we we let Paco kind of talk about what's happening in his business. And uh, since we don't have that anymore, we're going to basically just kind of jump right into the uh, the guest feature. And today I'm really happy about it because we have an awesome guest. His name is Brian Best. And he is uh, from Best Max. Um, the Brian's story is is an awesome one, and we're actually having him as our guest speaker at the Unconvention. And he's going to talk about how he grew his business uh, the gamut. Basically, he grew his business from breakfix to retail to MSP, um, sold his business, and now he's putting together a product that we're going to talk about as well. Um, but today we're going to focus on on a marketing aspect that's kind of followed him through all of his different business ventures, and that is uh, marketing to your existing clients. So welcome, Brian. Thanks for being a guest today. Hey, thanks for having me. Great to be here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I'm not doing this first episode without Paco alone. <laughs> so um, you, you'll act as my my surrogate co-host for today. Uh, I have big shoes to fill. It's, uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, cool. we'll do the best we can. All right, sounds good. So, um, so what what we'll do then is we'll jump into the uh, the computer business marketing Facebook group because that's an awesome place to go for like real world content and things that are really like 
um, you know, that computer business owners and IT service business owners and MSP owners are thinking about. They jump into that group. They ask questions. They ask about things they're struggling with. They ask about you know different services or different type of of marketing that they can try. So if you guys aren't in the group, it's uh, the Computer Business Marketing Tips and Trip Tricks Group. It's a tongue twister. Uh, just type in Computer Business Marketing in Facebook, and and you should be able to find it. We'd love to have you there. A lot of awesome conversations going on in there. Uh, so I wanted to kind of highlight a couple of the uh, the conversations that um, that I want to talk about on the show. The first one um, comes from Jean Francois, and he says he he asked a question if anyone's doing follow up emails after a service call, and specifically he was talking about three months, six months, and twelve months out, um, and his specific. Uh, um, I guess roadblock to that was he's afraid that he's going to annoy his clients with contacting them too often. Um, so, you know, and we heard a lot of great comments from folks who said, you know, you, you got to let clients know about you um, and remind them about you and check in with them. Um, some folks said it, it does, they, they don't do it because they, they don't want to be annoying. Um, so, so there, there, people fall on two kind of two sides with this. Um, there was a quote uh, from Jason that that I, I think sums up my feelings about it best. And basically he said, uh, if you're not in regular contact with your clients, then some other tech is. So, that, you know, that's something to think about as far as uh, you, you don't, you definitely don't want to be, you know, contacting or, or emailing your clients, uh, you know, every day. Um, if you have a newsletter, you can maybe send that out once a month. Once a week is, you know, pretty aggressive. Once a month is good. Once a quarter, um, and then definitely those follow ups after a service call, I think, are important. Um, just to let the client know that you're thinking about them um, and that you want to make sure that everything's still running good. Uh, I think that I, I think that would be, you know, the opposite of annoying. <laughs> it would be helpful to them. What are your thoughts on that, Brian? No, I'm in the camp of, of remind them, you know, as a, you know, I, we, the managed services business, when you're, when you're in a, uh, a managed services business, you've got a value proposition problem in that um, you, they're writing you a check every month, even if they don't see you, they don't, they, you know, they could go months without seeing you and they're still writing that check every month. And the last thing you want is them saying, why the heck am I writing this check? What, what right. did they do for me this month? So any opportunity you have to prove value, to show concern, to show care, and really that's what you're doing here, right? This follow-up email isn't uh, isn't a sales pitch. It's not a uh, hey, you got to try my new widget or whatever. It's you're checking in on them to say, hey, that problem we fixed for you last month is you still doing good? You still doing okay? I'm just checking in, and you know. And someone who gets annoyed by that, maybe they shouldn't be a client because really that what you're doing is you're just showing that you care about their situation. Um, and it's giving you the, the only pitch you're really doing is just staying top of mind. Um, you know, getting that touch point in with your client. Um, and again, as an MSP, you need to be doing that on a regular basis. Uh, any chance you get uh, to remind them, hey, okay, I remember why I cut this check every month because these guys are awesome. They take great care of us. And it's an investment. Yeah, and I think that that's a great um, that's a great concept, even to take to the break fix folks who who aren't necessarily doing recurring services. Is you know with the with the MSPs, you're you know you want to show like give them a report or some kind of check in every month. But even you know with your break fix clients, you want to maybe check in every once in a while. 
um, and uh, and have the same mindset as you would with an MSP client. I think for a break fix folk, it's going to be um, you know an opportunity. I, I you know I remember my break fix days um, where I'd show up at a client and they'd be like. Oh yeah, I got this. They got their notepad, right? Here's all the crap that their computer's been doing that they're writing down and they see you and it's like, unload, here's the notepad, take care of all this. Yep. And this is just an opportunity a couple months down the road. Hey, remember checking in on you, make sure you're okay. I'm not okay. I've been meaning to call you. Here's my thing. And, and voila, you got more business. Nice. Yep, exactly. So yeah, I think, you know, I think the, the, the resistance to it is mostly just a, a mental thing. And, and it's mostly our resistance to, to not want to feel like we're being that pushy salesperson. Um, but, but you said it, you know, these, the emails you're sending aren't, aren't sales emails. They're, you know, client care emails. They're checking in. They're making sure that everything's okay. And I think once you just kind of think about it like that, like you, you're concerned about your client. You, you should be, you should actually, be legitimately concerned and and want to know that they're you know doing okay and that the work you did is 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 having a good result um, and so that's all you're doing you're just checking in to 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 do that so yeah I agree you know the the concept of annoying a client I mean it's I think it comes from it could come from a couple of different places I mean it could come from a confidence thing where you're just not feeling confident in the in the service you're delivering but if it's coming from the sleazy salesperson I mean you're not you're not the used car guy, right? I mean, you're, you're delivering real value for your clients. And even if you did include something that's salesy in the email, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. As long as the thing you're including is something that they will get value out of that maybe they haven't thought about. You know, if, if their email or let's say it was an, an issue with their email and you have a really great email service or a spam filtering service that you're promoting for your clients, you know, they should be on that. According, you know, if you believe in that product, then you believe they should be on that. And it's not about soaking them for more money. It's about providing them a better experience with their computers, and that's what they're paying you for. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I, again, it comes back. I don't think you, they should be annoyed with you. I mean, if you were doing it every day, you know, maybe, but <laughs> yeah. once every few months, <laughs> right. nah. And I think it's a good idea um, to to try to automate that some way, uh, just because... Oh, yeah. Not, not, you know, because uh, it, you, I, I, some people think that, that that seems impersonal and, and it, it's easier to type it out or whatever, but you, you probably hopefully have a lot of clients or you soon will, and it's going to be too much to remember to do that on your own or put it in the calendar or something. So, um, you know, a lot of us use like mail marketing, email marketing software like uh, Aweber or something or uh, MailChimp. Um, a lot of you guys are using Repair Shopper for stuff like that. Um, so yeah, if you do have a tool to automate that, that's even better because then you can just put them in the in the automation loop, and and then you're you're confident that those emails will go out every so often. You won't forget. Cool. Yeah, um, you know the the thing is, it seems impersonal to you because you're automating it. You're still writing right. the message. What you're not what you're not really cognizant of is that the the user who receives it doesn't really know that it went to a hundred other users or a thousand other users, or maybe that one of those thousands of other users saw it six months later, but the message is new to them. Unless they're comparing notes all the time and checking up on you. Oh man, do you see what Joe said? I got that message (laughs) from Joe a month ago. What the hell? He didn't write that. They don't know. I mean, so to them, as long as it's a genuine message that you would be happy to send out to your client, it doesn't matter whether it's automated or not. Awesome. Yep. Uh, great stuff. So hopefully that, uh, Hopefully, Jean-Francois, that kind of alleviates some of your um, 
you know, your hesitation with that. I think it's a great idea to, to do that and follow up with your clients. Uh, another topic that came up in the uh, the Facebook group was um, I asked the question if folks offer a low cost service to get first time customers in the door, um, and uh, a lot of folks had very strong opinions about that. A lot of a lot of people said no. You know what we offer is what we offer, and we don't. Uh, a lot of people feel if they off if they push or promote a low cost service to get people in the door that they're going to be attracting the type of client who wants to just pay low prices. Um, so that, that got people talking back and forth. And, and one, one thing to, the, that I would throw in there is you, you don't necessarily need to, um, discount a, an existing service, um, or, you know, do an existing service for free or something like that. Um, but, but I'm thinking it, it could be beneficial, especially, you know, for storefronts where you need to get people in the, in the front door, um, or for, uh, break fix folks where you're constantly looking for new clients, um, to come in the door, uh, it might be worth it to offer some sort of uh, lower cost, you know, diagnostic type of situation. And then if if it turns into a repair, then you you know you can add that diagnostic fee into the the total repair fee um, or something like that. But it, I think it's a good good thing to to keep in mind if you're first starting out and you're just trying to build up your client base. If you're a break fix guy or you have a storefront and you you need that constant flow of people coming coming to you uh, to keep the lights on. Uh, what do you think, Brian? You know, I've had a bit of change of heart on this in, yeah. in recent recent days. Uh, if you had asked me this question, you know, two, three years ago, I just said, no way. Uh, because our offer is our offer. This is, this is how we do it. And, uh, you know, we do it with the all-in, everything included for a flat fee uh, rate with our managed services clients. So, um, you know, that's the price. You get everything we got. Why would you want anything less? And that's fine for our existing clientele, but it's been a hard pitch uh, to new clients. We've had slam dunk clients. You know, you ever you ever go to pitch a client and they've got a goofy problem they've been struggling with for months and other people have looked at it and you go in and you nail it in five minutes. Yes, Doesn't definitely. that feel great? Yes. That feels awesome. Because <laughs> you know, it's like, all right, I just nailed this. These guys know I'm awesome and I totally solved their problem. We had one of those and it was a bit of an epiphany for me because it was the first one we didn't close. And the, mm. when I was, I was kind of doing a little, little bit of a postmortem on it. Every time I've had that experience in all my years, it's been a slam dunk. That's a client. We're going to have them for life. They love us. Um, this one we couldn't close. And the reason was that, you know, we just were way out of their budget. We couldn't do it. And it was, you know, it started to make me wonder is this why we're not closing as many new deals as we, uh, as we should be? Why our growth has really leveled off um, is because of the fact that, you know, we're really pushing this model down their throats that, you know, there's a certain arrogance to it that this is the way, this is the one true way that we're going to do things. And, and kind of what I discovered is that we've been forcing people into a yes or no conversation. Yes, you want what we offer, exactly what we offer to the price we offer it, or no, you don't. What I really want to do when I go into a sales situation is I want to don't, I don't want to do a yes, no. I want to do A, B. Because it's, you know, do you want A or do you want B? No isn't one of those choices. Mm, <laughs> you want nice. A or you want yeah. B. And, and that's kind of what we were doing. We were doing yes, no. So we have recently uh, at Best Max pivoted to that AB model where like that. we're still doing the all in, you know, and we still sell that first. 
and, and that's our, our ML. But if they're just like, gosh, that sounds great, but you know, 150 a month per seat, that's, that's too much. We can't do that. All right. Well, what if we do a maintenance monitoring and backup package? We do that for a lesser rate. Um, how's that sound? Is that a little easier? Oh yeah, that's great. You that's know, kind I, of a little bit of the, uh, the price anchoring thing too, where you, you lead with the, you know, the big guns. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. then if, if they're not able to afford that, then, you know, they, they, they see the value, they see kind of what that kind of thing would cost. And then you're like, Oh, but by the way, you know, we also have this more affordable package. And, and I, I, that's, I, that sounds like a great strategy. For, for, for my purposes. Yeah. I mean, uh, somebody mentioned the, you know, the, the smaller clients are going to bring in a bunch of, bunch of clients. I call them mosquito clients. You know, they, they bite you, they suck your blood and, and they're terrible. You just want to swat them and go away. Um, you know, you can't anticipate that, right? So if you're in that repair shop, break, break fix, time materials, billing mode, you know, for you, it's, it's a numbers game. You just got to get as many clients as you can and then just sort them out after. I mean, if they're not going to be a good fit, okay, great. Well, thank you, Mr. Mosquito. Have a nice life and, you know, uh, we'll move on. But it could also attract somebody who ends up being a fantastic client for you. Um, so yeah, I, I think, um, like I said, a couple of years ago now, low cost, no, but now, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, I, I don't buy into that, um, that, you know, offering a low cost solution is going to necessarily always attract, you know, people who want, just want to pay low costs. I can see that argument. If you, if you discount a service, if you take a service that costs this much, bring that price down, um, then people are, you know, those bargain hoppers are going to, are going to jump on it. But, um, you know, some of my best clients I've found, uh, when I first started out and I was advertising on Craigslist and, you know, a lot of folks think that, that that's just, you know, people who are just looking for the, the cheapest price. But I was surprised. I, I, I got a couple relationships with, with business clients through Craigslist just because, you know, one afternoon they were, they were looking for, for help with their website and, and they, all they know is, is, Craigslist because they happen to be surfing Craigslist for you know something else earlier, and so they they jumped on there and they found me and uh, and it turned I have two two clients one of which is still a client that I got through Craigslist like four some years ago. Wow! So what just, what'd you, you know, post what, under? Did you post under services like computer services yeah. or no kidding? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. It was it's for it was for my WordPress uh, services. Um, so you know, I think it helped that it was a niche uh, a niche service. Um, that way I wasn't competing with all, you know, the flood of people saying, you know, Hey, I fix computers, uh, just generic kind of computer repair stuff. It was very specific. So, um, I think that helped, but yeah, I mean, I was just kind of desperate and trying to get, get clients any way I could. And, uh, and it, uh, you know, I did get those, those cheap clients, but you, you can, you can catch those guys pretty quickly. I mean, you, you can tell, oh, yeah. um, they're always trying to negotiate and they're always, you know, asking you what, what this costs and what that costs and, so as, as long as you can, gosh, this is expensive. Why? Yeah, what'd you yes. do for this? Yeah, good luck. Yeah, so, good luck, dude. Yeah, if you, and you, you you catch them and then you you just let them go. Um, you know, if they don't want to pay your your prices, you swat the mosquito, right? <laughs> That's exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, like you said, you can't anticipate that. Uh, we don't know that ahead of time, and you're probably going to get some good clients out of that deal. So don't you know swat the mosquitoes when they come. Know they're coming. Don't be offended by it. Just get rid of them as fast as you can. Um, and take the good, take the good ones and grow them. Dave says he's stealing the mosquito client phrase. He's <laughs> heard me say one. that. <laughs> I like it. It's, it's very, it's, it invokes that, you know, that sucking feeling. Yeah. Yeah, That's absolutely. Cool. I like that. 
Cool. What do you, you, there's mosquitoes outside, but you still want to go out and enjoy the campfire and the outdoors and all that. And there you just go. Swat them and get rid of them. No big deal. Get rid of them. Cool. Awesome. Uh, thanks for that insight. That's great. I think hopefully that helped you guys who were um, kind of on the fence of, of some of those issues. I know a lot of folks were against offering some sort of low, low cost service um, for first time customers, but you know, it, it can work. And these are all things that, you know, you, you got to test in your business and see if it does work out. Um, some businesses that might not be the best fit, um, you know, and you just got to kind of see how that works out for you, but definitely worth a shot, I think. Awesome. So uh, we're going to jump into the the feature topic with uh, with the interview with Brian here. But before we do that, I want to give a shout out to our first sponsor, and that is TechSite Builder. TechSite Builder is the place to go if you want to build a website for your computer business. Uh, what we've tried to do with TechSite Builder, and uh, I think we've done well, is to make it uh, very easy and quick to get uh, a very effective website up and running. So a lot of folks um, who are using TechSite Builder will comment to me that uh, you know they they were would always they were they were spending days, weeks, even months, you know, slowly working on their computer business website and piecing it together using you know the the services that are out there and and they just didn't they didn't have a direction. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know. They didn't have a focus of where to go with their their website, and that's kind of what TechSite Builder does. When you sign up for TechSite Builder, we have a series of videos that kind of walk you through setting up your website and where you need to put the the important information. And those videos take about thirty minutes to watch, and then it takes about another you know thirty minutes or so to do everything that those videos talk about. So I'd say if you're focused and you're working specifically on just getting your website going, you could probably do it in about an hour, get your website up and running. Um, and that's really what we we try to focus on with TechSite Builder is just focusing on computer business owners. So we give you you know a spot to put your phone number, a spot to put your your address if you're a storefront. We give we have a place to put testimonials, a place to put your service listings, and then we have um, text that's on your website to give you an idea of what you know is good copy um, to to go on your website. So you just take the text we have and you can change it, you can replace it. You can fill in your own business name in, in certain places. Um, so we kind of get the ball rolling for you. So you're not staring at a blank canvas. And that's, that's kind of like the writer's block thing, you know, where the writer, you know, sits down and he's staring at the blank page and he just doesn't know where to start or, or what to write. And so we try to get you over that writer's block mentality with TechSite Builder, give you um, a, a template that's kind of filled out a little bit, and then you can just add your own stuff. But beyond that, uh, it's pretty powerful. So you can take the website and just change it around and make it truly your own if you have the time and, and the energy and the, you know, the, the know how to do that. Um, also, we offer a concierge service. So if you sign up and you find that you just, you don't even have the time to, to walk through those, uh, videos, then, uh, just click a button and we'll set it up for you for an, a small additional fee. So really, you know, if you have a website that you've just been neglecting, if it's hard to update, if you know it's you started it in 2000 and it's got like the flash animations and stuff that <laughs> that, that really you know kind of date your site. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> if any of that is you, then I, I'd ask you to give uh, TechSite Builder a shot. Check it out at TechSiteBuilder.com. All right, guys, uh, let's jump into the feature topic, and that is uh, with Brian Best. He is the owner of Best Max, and he grew that. Uh, or he grew uh, his businesses from break fix to retail to MSP. 
Uh, now he's uh, just about to launch an exciting product. We're going to talk about that uh, soon. Uh, but I just wanted to welcome Brian, Brian and give you an opportunity to kind of give folks the quick, uh, I know it's a long story, but the quick kind of elevator pitch of, of um, you know, where you got started and, and then how you found yourself at where you are today. Oh, well, sure. Yeah, man. It's, it's been a wild, uh, wild 20 some odd years here. Uh, yeah. You know, started in IT, just doing, you know, um, you know, repair jockey at a, at a computer, homebrew computer shop, uh, went to an Apple service provider, got my first job as, as a Mac tech, uh, did time as a sysadmin in education, uh, dealing with network administrator uh, at every school that had a Mac in, in the region that I, that I grew up in. Um, started Best Macs in 99. Uh, and that was just me putting on a, a suit and tie, walk around to places that I knew would have Apple gear and, and knocking on doors, asking if I could fix their computers. Um, that went pretty well. Um, supplemented that with uh, doing uh, on-site training. So I'd fly around the country 26 weeks out of the year, uh, teaching people how to, how to fix Apple gear, how to fix a Mac. And then, um, you know, in hotel rooms and in seminar type environments. And then, um, uh, opened up a repair retail shop, uh, again, Apple authorized service um, and uh, sales shop, which was miserable. Uh, <laughs> all the horror stories come oh, to the convention. Wow. You're not going to believe the horror story. Nice. Um, anyway, the, uh, so that was an interesting learning experience. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. It was such a learning experience. Um, and then in, in 2010, got out of that, got out of that in late 2009, uh, pivoted to managed services in 2010, went all in on the managed services concept, um, and, and went from there. The, um, you know, you've, you've heard me saying, you know, Apple, Mac, and that's kind of, I like to call us bizarro IT because <laughs> we're a little weird, uh, if you know the Superman reference, in that we're, we only do Apple gear. And that was a conscious choice I made in 99. I was going to just see, hey, can I make a business that only does Mac uh, and make a living out of it? And it turned out awesome. the answer was yes. Uh, of course, obviously, that was right at the beginning of Apple's, you know, ascension. Uh, and I've been riding that wave. So the um, when I went managed services, the challenge was, of course, that uh, there weren't a lot of tools uh, for the Mac. So I ended up writing my own to do things like automated maintenance and patch management and so forth. Um, a few years down the road, some of my colleagues in the Apple bubble, uh, which is its own story in and of itself, but the Apple bubble folks were like, hey, what, uh, what are you using? I'm using this. I'm using this. Brian, what are you using? I wrote my own. Wow, really? What's it do? It does this, this, and this. Take my money. <laughs> yeah, so I, nice. I spun that off into a software as a service and its own business. And that was about 18 months after I rolled that out. That was acquired by Logic Now, uh, which is now SolarWinds MSP. Uh, and I'm doing, cool. um, I'm directing their Apple strategy at, at SolarWinds MSP. Um, and integrating, making sure they don't mess up the intellectual property they bought from me. So. <laughs> yeah, nice babysitting, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, so I got two hats. I got the, my SolarWinds MSP hat, and uh, I still own uh, Best Max. I'm not in it day to day, but uh, that's a new service that we're reading, uh, getting ready to launch at Best Max. Really excited about that, and I've been uh, kind of working with them, with my team on that. I'm getting that. Cool. But that's the long and that's the really, yeah. really short version. <laughs> right. And uh, we're, uh, yeah. we're going to pick some. We're going to pick some great nuggets out of that at Unconvention and talk more about those. Yeah, that's 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 uh, that's an awesome story, and and what I love about that story is is something that I kind of advocate, and I've advocated for a while. And the reason I got into WordPress web design and stuff myself is I'm a big fan of finding finding a niche, and mm -hmm. and dominating that niche and being an expert in it. And I think when you do that, 
you you don't necessarily need to try as hard to find clients. You don't need to to work as hard to to express your value proposition. Um, and uh, I love hearing that that you've been so successful focusing on Max because I know there's there's folks out there who are always um, who you know are break fix or even MSPs who work only on Windows and they're like. Uh, I don't want to put in the effort to learn Mac or 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 service it or um, you know support it because I just don't think there's enough demand for it out there or whatever. Um, and and it's awesome that you've been able to build an entire business around just that. Even when there's you know Genius Bars and, and Apple Service and stuff that that is out there, um, you, you've still been able to carve your own uh, groove in that market. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the, um, you know, that's the crux of the new service we're offering is we're talking to folks who, you know, who get Apple gear and have an opportunity to, to get into Apple gear, but they're just like, no, I'm, I, it freaks me out. I don't really want to deal with that, et cetera, et cetera. Um, our new service is about helping them over the hump and being able to take on that business. Um, so, but that, you know, dovetailing into the, the topic of the day that's really why, you know, we talk about marketing. Um, for me, and in the history of Best Max, marketing to the general masses, you know, name a, name a type of marketing you might do, um, it was almost a waste. We, we knew that, like, if we ran, early on, we ran a phone book ad, right? And I knew that 90%, yeah, phone book ad, I'm dating myself. Uh, but, you know, we knew that 90% of the people who saw that ad were never going to call. And we still got calls. We're like, can you come fix my Dell? No. Um, but <laughs> it's, got, it's got an iMac in the ad. It's just like, really? Your Dell? Um, but in any case, the, so we knew that 90% of it was going to be a waste. So we made it, we, I made a decision uh, very early on that um, our marketing efforts were going to be really targeted. And we were going to grow. I mean, there's lots of ways to grow a business. One of them is to go wide and get lots and lots of clients. The other one is to go deep and get, you know, concentrate on your clients that you already have and on, on these core clients um, and grow them, make them bigger and get, sell them more stuff, get more stuff from them um, and, and provide more value to them is the most important thing. Yeah, it was, it was funny when we were talking about, you know, what, what the topic we we're going we to focus on. Um, and I said, you know, let's let's find a marketing angle. And you're like, well, I, I haven't really needed to do much traditional marketing for for my businesses. And and then you mentioned that um, most of the marketing I do is to my existing clients. And I'm like, hey, that's perfect because that that's still marketing, and that's still you know um, you know conveying your value to uh, your potential clients, which in this case are your current clients, but still, you know, they, they don't need to come back to you or they can have maybe not had a contact with you for a while, forgot about, you know, that they, they hired you for something and then they go off looking somewhere else and find someone else. So um, maybe we can kind of, uh, I don't know, talk about how, um, how you handled marketing to your existing clients through the different phases of, of your business. Um, like, like how, how did that work when you were a break fix shop? I mean, um, well, you know, when you're, when you're break fix, you know, it's, it's always like, you know, I, I see this client, I work with them, I fix their computer. They're super happy. They cut the check, they're back up and running. Right. When am I going to see them again? Next time something breaks. Right. So the idea was, well, how can I get to see them a little more frequently? One of the things we did early on was we'd sell time blocks. So, you know, this is a common thing that, that a lot of uh, time materials folks do, you know, buy 10 hours in advance or buy four hours in advance and I'll, I'll discount um, and we'll do that. Um, and that's, you know, that's one way to, 
say, hey, look, you know, you can call them and say, uh, here's your statement. You still have two and a half hours left in your time block. You got anything going on? Um, Obviously, they've already paid for that. Uh, The other is, and and I see this a lot now for folks who aren't necessarily, you know, embrace the the managed services model makes them a little queasy. It's not something they really feel comfortable with, but just finding some sort of recurring service that they could offer, be it backup or, um, you know, uh, Office 365 or, uh, or other, any other kind of email type solution, uh, anti-malware, you know, something, some sort of recurring solution that doesn't necessarily require a lot of your time and, mm-hmm. and generates monthly recurring gives you an opportunity to see that client uh, more frequently and get in the door with them. The beauty part about marketing to an existing client is they already trust you. They already know you. Hopefully, if you left them with right. a good experience and you took care of business for them, um, and this dovetails with a follow-up email. They're not going to get annoyed with you. They like you. They, you did great by them. They're happy. So here's your opportunity to say, well, hey, here's something else that might make you happy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, it's I think with the break-fix folks, it's all about keeping in contact with the client and, and just checking in, like we talked about earlier with the, fa- with the Facebook group uh, topic, um, just you know making sure you, you stay top of mind with those guys. Um, but then, when when we're thinking about the MSP uh, clients and and that kind of model, you're you're already kind of in in a consistent contact with those clients, but you still need to or, or you want to um, continue to convey the value that you're you're offering them, and why are they paying you every month for this stuff? You know, um, and what are some some tips or some things you found that kind of help with that part? Well, you know, one of the things we we did in in um, in the software that we ended up writing and selling um, was we put in a pop-up dialogues that kind of say, you know, that say, Hey, we need you. And it, it was a necessity thing really, but it was a double-edged sword in that the necessity was I can't install this patch while you're logged in, right? I need you to log off and let me install this patch. And when we were doing that by hand before we managed services, it was easy. We were like, you know, we were the computer guy, get out, move. And you know, Nick Burns, I'm going to sit down, (laughs) I'm going to do my thing. But now it's like, I can't really do that because of the fact that, um, you know, this thing's going to be automated. It's going to fire at some various part of the day. Yep. So we put a little dialog box and appears in the upper right-hand corner of their screen and says, hey, we need you to log out. And it's got our branding. Mm. So we're, and then they log off and a progress bar comes up. And again, it's got our branding. It's, it's uh, you know, we actually got somebody who emailed uh, me one Sunday and was like, oh, I'm so sorry you're working on Sunday. I'm like, What? <laughs> I'm not, it's football season. I'm not working on Sunday. Are you kidding? Oh, they thought you were like live. <laughs> yeah, they making like those. barely logged and the thing came up. They logged off. And That's funny. Things. Yeah. They're, nice. But, you know, it's, it's that touch point, uh, completely automated uh, touch point. Of, uh, well, yeah, we're, we're always working for you. We're working for you 24-7 nice. in your managed services plan. Um, so even little touches like that, you know, it, it no, it's not uh, an advertisement, but it's marketing. You're you're getting mind share with your customers, so they see, okay, yeah, I'm getting value here. It's Sunday afternoon, and this thing is getting patched, which means more secure, more stable, and it's because of my relationship with this organization that that's happening. Yeah, that's. I, I think those are all great points, and it's it, it just comes back to always. Um, staying in contact and any way you can, whether it's automated or whether, you know, it's a pop-up there, there are different apps you can use for that or whether it's through email or uh, a phone call or texts or Facebook messenger, whatever you do. Um, and I, I encourage you to have 
explore all those touch points with your clients because uh, you might find that there's you know um, Facebook Messenger is like a big thing now, and a lot of people, especially like resi- if you're residential uh, focused, um, a lot of folks are hanging out in Facebook all day. And so if you pop in Facebook saying, "Hey, how's your computer doing?" Wow, you know who who what other service provider is doing that? And it's not n- no pressure. It's just you're you're almost like their their neighborhood computer guy just stopping by, you know, like in the old days when the milkman would, you know, knock on your door and, and give you the milk, it's the same kind of thing and and I think it's it's uh, it's worth exploring and not a lot surprisingly, not a lot of other IT service businesses out there are doing a lot around that. They they service a client and then they move on to the next client and they don't they don't, you know, build work on building that relationship. Yeah, you know, it cracks me up when I'm uh so this doesn't happen to me, but I've seen this on some friends Facebook posts who are also in this business. Um, where they get a client that says, hey, Bob, I'm having this issue. And it's just this post. They went on Bob's wall and they wrote down this issue they're having as though it was like a work ticket. It just right. slays me every time. And they know, <laughs> that's, but funny. that's great. I mean, you know, they love you enough that they're going to be friends with you on Facebook and they're going to put this question up. So on one hand, you could get annoyed, like, really? I have a ticketing system for this, right? Yep. But on the other hand, you could look at it and be like, wow, that's a great relationship. That's a, that they're, you cannot it's really hard to fire a friend, right? Mm. I mean, and they're not going to go looking elsewhere for support if you're responsive to that. And you can kind of correct them and say, hey, listen, I, I'd really like this to go here and be nice right. about it. it. It helps me if you put it in here instead of on Facebook. But I love the fact that you reached out, wanted to talk to me and, and got it to me that way. So I have a story about that. So um, I have a, a website client of mine who uh, would consistently uh, ping me on Google Chat, and I had, you know, I, I didn't even know at the time how he found me on Google Chat. But I guess I had a Gmail account, and he had a Gmail account, and he was able to he was able to find me. So uh, you know, he'd always just like hop on in like just one sentence or or you know a quick word, um, and it would really get on my nerves because I I wasn't prepared to handle the the that kind of thing. And I would all every time he did that, I would say, Would you please, you know, submit this in the ticket or please, you know, send me in an email. I have no way to track this stuff. And but he he just wouldn't <laughs> he he was used to doing it and he he wouldn't he didn't understand or I'm sure he understood. He just figured I'm responding to him in, in chat, so he'll keep uh, sending me the chats. So eventually I'm like, okay, I I I I love you know being able to to chat with you. So I, I have this new package where uh, chat uh, responses are included in in that that service package, and the the price was you know higher for that privilege, but um, I I was able to add that as a service and let him continue to do that. Uh, and and it was more of a mind sh- mindset shift for me where I was I needed to be able to have a system around taking those chats, adding it to my ticket, um, but then just responding back to the chat. And so for that time that I put into working out that system, I just charged a little bit extra for the hourly blocks that he was paying, um, and it worked out. So I mean that's that's something that that you can do if if clients are reaching out to you in these places where you feel like. It just it doesn't fit in with your process. You could maybe look into fitting it into your process, and then yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's kind of how our, how we do it. I, I, you know, my traffic manager Jamie at Best Max, you know, we we've had conversations about this that, you know, we could tell clients, look, if it's urgent, you call, right? Because if you, we might not look at our Zendesk for like four hours or a couple hours or whatever, and and route tickets accordingly. Um, but if it's urgent, we got to have a phone call. So we know it's like, okay, drop everything, get on this, right? 
we'll still get some of the emails. Servers down, and email, <laughs> really, and an email. Okay, yeah, sure, servers down. I got yeah. my spam filter. I didn't see your server was down. But, um, you know, but it, we've just tried to realize that we can't control what a client's going to do on that. We can set expectations. We can say, hey, look, if it's urgent, call. Uh, if it's you want it same day, do an SMS or, or note it in the email or, or whatever. You know, so we can put these things and, and, you know, line things up the way we want them done. But ultimately, the customer is going to do what the customer is going to do. I mean, they're, yeah, they're just going to. They're comfortable, you know, that, that's where they're comfortable, right? And you want right. to have your clients be comfortable when they're communicating with you. Some, some people don't like talking on the phone and they're just uncomfortable with it. Others, um, you know, aren't good at, at communicating ideas in, in, in written word. They're not good with emails. So you want to, you know, have a system that where your clients are comfortable. And that goes back to it. It's not really marketing, but it is because you're, you're, keeping those clients happy and then they're going to go refer you to other people who ask about your types of services and they're going to be your biggest cheerleader. And that is marketing. <laughs> yeah. Customer experience is the first step in marketing. Yeah. I mean, you, if you are trying to, you know, marketing to internal clients, one of the biggest pieces of that is referral business, right? Can you, can you tell me somebody like you who might be in need of my service? Can you introduce me to somebody like you who might be in need of these services? You're a great client. I like working with you. I want to find someone just like you and work with them too. Um, but they're not going to do that for you if they're not happy. And, and right. if you're constantly griping at them, dude, you're supposed to call when it's urgent. Stop calling when you should be emailing and, and stop doing... Yeah. You're, you're Mr. Grumpfish. I mean, nobody yeah. wants to work with you. You're just, you're going to be grumpy with them. Um, they're hesitant to call. I want them to call. I, I want them to do whatever they're comfortable with to reach out to us and ask us for whatever they want and we'll respond and handle it accordingly. And so we'll just adjust and we'll, we'll do it. We'll set the expectations and hope they kind of do follow that. Some of them will, uh, but no, we'll handle them however they come. And, and keep them happy so that they're willing to do those referrals for us. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. Um, so I, I challenge everybody to just think about your interactions with your, your existing clients every step of the process, when, when you onboard them to when you're doing the service to when you're done with the service, and then the follow-up you do after the service is done. And make sure you're, you know, you're, you're doing whatever you can to keep them on board um, and you're, you're thinking about it, it from, from a marketing point of view that you're, you're trying to convey value. You're trying to, um, got to keep winning over those clients. Even if they're, they're your client for life, um, clients can be fickle and they can, you know, there's a shiny object on the horizon and they go chase after that. So you want to, you know, continue to, to let them know that you're the best choice for them. I'm really glad um, you said that phrase client for life, because in, in reality, there is no such thing. You know, a client right. will, will drop you like that. <laughs> right. um, you know, if you, if you start doing them wrong, if they start being unhappy, if they start thinking that, you know, he's not as good as he used to be, or his employees mm -hmm. aren't as good as, as he was, or, right. um, you know, something like that. So every interaction, I mean, customer, customer service is dead. Customer experience is everything, mm, you know, nice. and customer experience means that every single time they interact with you. And it doesn't matter whether it's social media or email or phone or SMS or in person every time, or even your automated pieces that are in your, in your RMM tool. Um, every single time they interact with you, it's gotta be a great experience for them. And so part of them, if you're marketing internally and trying to grow them, the, every, you gotta pay attention to the customer experience on every single touch point. 
uh, and make it. sure it's good. That's that's. I think that's a great note to end on. So thanks for being a guest. Um, let's let's dig in a little bit to um, the the Be Smart uh, service that you're you're getting ready to like launch like any minute now, right? Yeah, as soon as I can get time in front of the website, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, but we're, cool. we're going to take it live uh, for, for everybody. Uh, we have some content up now that folks can check out. So one of the things I've been experiencing over the past few years is coming from Windows IT professionals um, who would say, hey, can you tell me how to do blah in your software? I'm like, well, our, our software doesn't really do that. I go, you go, yeah, but you're a Mac guy. Can you help me understand this? And mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, wait a second. You're an IT professional. You do computers and networks for a living. Why are you not touching this stuff? Right. Especially when you look at uh, Apple market share and you look at the Mac uh, by itself, uh, the Mac by itself, you think, oh, well, you know, iPhone, iPad's the big deal. And you're right. But the Mac itself is still a huge business and it's growing even when the rest of the PC industry is shrinking. So there's there's huge opportunity there. And I think people are just turning it away for a variety of reasons. And I think one of the main reasons is that they feel uncomfortable. There's, there's a weirdness to it. And they're worried they're going to get in over their head. They're going to take what normally to them, if it were Windows and it was a real simple problem, uh, they, they'd get in Windows, they knock it out, and everything would be fine. But the exact same problem on a Mac, they're just like, whoa, this is weird. I don't know what to do with this. And what I want right. to try to help do is help IT professionals, both um, independents, like folks who might be watching this, and folks in-house, uh, you know, do Apple support, do Mac and iOS support. And you know, a lot of folks have said, well, I've tried it, and it's terrible, and I, and I had a, it was an awful experience for my customer. Well, what if you had a partner that's been a, in a, a business for almost 19 years now and has a combined 60-plus years of Apple support experience? And so that's Be Smart. It is a low monthly membership fee to give you everything that you would need to be successful in taking on Apple, uh, Mac, and iOS support. Oh, nice. So is it, um, is it, uh, is it like a a membership system where you go in and, and you get these resources or, or what does it look yeah, like? So we're, we're, so we're providing, we're providing uh, uh, training materials. We're providing the same training materials my team uses, which are short, less than five minute videos on different topics. Awesome. Uh, we're providing content, you know, uh, deep dive how to's on how to do certain things, uh, free Apple tips that you can convey to your users. You can get those now, actually. We can, we can start sending Apple tips every week that you can convey to your users to show your expertise in Apple that you're taking that on. Um, even things like marketing advice and, and how to market to users that, hey, you're doing Apple stuff now in addition to your Windows stuff. Cool. Um, and if you need it, if you're just kind of, you're in, in, you got a Mac in front of you and it's like, God, what is going on with this thing? My, me and my team will be available to you on a permanent basis. So rather than having to Google something and spend an hour Googling it, you can just get on the horn with my team and we can take care of it and get it taken care of for you or just give you that extra little bit of info you need to get over the hump. Oh, that's awesome. I, th- I think there's there's a lot of folks who, who are going to find value in that because I, I keep hearing, you know, and again, and I mentioned this before that, you know, they're, they're interested in offering uh, Mac support, but it's just, it's, it's a new concept to folks who've lived in Windows for their entire life. And it's a little bit scary and, and a, you know, the Wild West or, or, or you know, just a, a uncharted frontier, whatever you want, however you I want call, to call I it. I call it driving, I call it, uh, if you're an American, it's like driving in England. There you go. You know how to do yeah. it. It's just it's on the <laughs> it's other side very of the different. street. So, but yeah, and, it, and it's just weird enough that it can throw you off your game. And, and what we want to try to do is take, reduce that weirdness for everybody and, and 
you know, if you look at what you could do out there, it's very realistic to say you could grow your top line revenues by 15% just by taking on a platform that it's a little different, but it's still within your core competency. You can totally do it. Cool. So where can folks uh, find out more about BeSmart? Sure. sure. You can visit us at BeSmart.BestMax.com. That's B-S-M-A-R-T dot B-E-S-T-M-A-C-S dot com. Awesome. Um, great stuff, man. Uh, I, I'd like you to stick around. Uh, I'm going to try something a little different. What we normally did in the podcast was after I did the second sponsor slot, um, we would do a marketing tip of the week. Uh, but what I'm going to, what I'm going to try this, uh, this episode is to do kind of a, a rapid fire question and answer thing. So I'll just have a, a handful of questions around marketing that I'll ask you and, uh, and get your kind of just off the cuff answer to. Um, and, and see how that goes. Uh, but before we do that, let's do um, a quick uh, shout out to our second sponsor. And actually, you can help me with this sponsor spot because uh, the sponsor is the Unconvention. Um, and the Unconvention is uh, the DC Unconvention 2017. It's uh, the, uh, the event this year for IT business owners. Um, it's September 16th and 17th in uh, lovely Washington, D.C., which is just a half an hour drive for me, <laughs> which is why I, I uh, helped uh, put together this one. Um, and we're really excited about it. Um, you know, one of the reasons we're very excited about it is this man here, Brian Best, is going to be our featured speaker. And uh, Brian, you're going to um, you're going to kind of walk us through the lessons you learned as you grew your business through all these different phases, break, fix. You mentioned some horror stories around the the uh, the storefront and the, and the everyone retail loves shop. war stories, right? Everyone loves the horror <laughs> stories. So, well, you know, I, I'm not I don't want to necessarily say, hey, I've I've been there, done that. You can do it exactly like I do, like like I'm a you know grandpa telling you how to do everything. <laughs> right. But um, you know share with you some stories that have that I've I've done along the way that you could take home and think about your own situation see if they apply to you and improve your business with them. Yeah, and I think uh, Brian is going to be there the entire weekend and he he's a great resource so you know he'll be hanging out you can pick his brain about if you're you know wanting to up your your max support game um and and you want to you know get some insights into that um he'll he'll be talking uh for, for part of it, uh, but then he'll be hanging out the rest of the time. And that's, that's really what the unconvention is, is all about is the, you know, the just hanging out to with like-minded folks and picking each other's brains. Um, we're going to have work groups, um, where we sit down in a small group and, and help each other with our problems around a specific, uh, part of your business, whether it's the marketing or the productivity, um, we'll, we'll be able to kind of say, Hey, I'm, I'm struggling with this. And then the folks in the group, it's like a therapy session. Like, oh yeah. Hey, my name is Matthew Rodella and <laughs> yeah. How many times um, do you get to go to a place? I mean, it, it, how many times do you get to go to a room with a whole bunch of your peers and just talk about talk shop? I mean, that's the best part of going to a convention like this. Yeah. You're going to learn stuff. You're going to see great speakers, great content, and your head's going to be full of stuff that you want to do when you get home. And a lot of that is just hanging and talking with your buddies and your peers, people who do what you do in a different part of the country, uh, sharing a drink of your choice, beverage of your choice, and just, you can go, it's, it's a blast. It's so much fun. I can't wait. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, that, awesome. I, me too. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And that's, we're, we're really focusing on, on, on that aspect of it. So it's not a bunch of people just talking to you the whole time. It's, you know, small groups, it's networking, it's every, every presentation that we have, we're going to have time at the end for Q and a, and it's going to be a dialogue. It's just not going to be a, we're talking at you kind of thing. Um, another thing I'm really excited about that we're just kind of finishing, uh, getting the finishing touches on here is the food. Um, I've been, uh, 
I've, I've had the hard job of going around to different restaurants in DC and trying out their food uh, and, and seeing <laughs> it's a tough oh, job that someone's got to do it, man. I know. Man, sacrificing know. for us. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I've, I've found some awesome places where we're, we're getting local places. So the food we're getting is, it's not from chain restaurants. It's not from places that you've, you've ever tried before, unless you've been in DC. Uh, we've got a cool Latin place where we're going to get some tacos and some, uh, some of the, uh, the sandwiches from. And then we've got a cool, um, local deli that's going to have some sandwiches they're going to provide us. Um, and we've got uh, a couple pastry shops that are going to be giving us some, some cool dessert treats and, and that kind of thing. So, so come hungry. <laughs> that's all I can oh, say. Oh man, that's fantastic. So uh, check it out at unconvention.io. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you can use the promo code TSB, and that's going to get you $40 off your admission to the conference. Um, and that's just our gift to you as uh, being a loyal watcher and listener of the show. So head on over to unconvention.io, use promo code TSB, and uh, Brian and I will see you in D.C. All right, so let's uh, let's do this new uh, this new thing I want to try. See how it goes. Um, so I'll just answer. I'll just ask you a question, Brian, and then the first answer that, that comes into your head, um, you can uh, you can give it to me. So the first question is, uh, what do you think is the biggest mistake that business owners are making with their marketing? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> I I don't probably say, and, and it, this is a little biased, but I'm terrible at social. Mm. I, I'm, I'm really bad. And I've tried a lot of times to really get good at Twitter and Facebook and, and really engaging in social. Social is a tactic, right? I mean, it, it shouldn't be the crux of your strategy if you're marketing. Marketing needs to be a holistic plan to, you know, uh, about your business. And if, if social is your whole thing, if that's what you're lasered in on and spending 90% of your effort on in marketing, you're missing the point. It, it's got to be just a, right. a, a small piece of the pie. I like that. So taking a kind of a holistic approach, but making sure you're, you're, you're at least trying these different avenues and, and social being one of those, I think, um, is, is you can definitely get some traction there. Yep. All right. Um, what kind of, and I know you said you didn't have much experience with this, but if, if maybe more recently you had, or, or even if maybe it's just an idea that you've heard from other folks, but what do you think is the best kind of paid marketing that gives you kind of the biggest bang for your buck? Yeah. You know, uh, like I said in, in the, uh, at the beginning, you know, when you're, when you're doing the Apple stuff, um, you know, 90% of anything you'd spend money on is going to be a total waste <laughs> because, you know, I, all those people are going to see it. They're like, I don't use a Mac, who cares? And then it's going to go right. away. Um, so I haven't really done a whole lot of that. Obviously, with Be Smart being what it is, uh, we're we're attacking that with a broader marketing strategy. So, bang for the buck. I mean, get you know, ask me again in six months from now, and I'll <laughs> right. tell you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I think like maybe something where you could target like AdWords or you know something where you can target like you know my Mac is broken or something like that. Yeah, um, I mean, around I, your niche. I, I, to some to some degree, yeah, because you know, but we're we're niche of a niche, and that we're target. You know, we're not trying to you know, do the genius bar thing. We're not trying right. to yep, play exactly. repair glass in somebody's iPhone. We're, <laughs> right. we're um, you know, so it's, it's been a, a kind of a hard deal, but yeah, Facebook uh, marketing, Twitter marketing is something we're looking at. AdWords um, is something that we're, we're looking at. Um, press releases are still a thing. So, you know, getting out there with, with, uh, with press and talking to, um, you know, different uh, channel uh, editors. Now that may not be um, something that's going to hit the masses, uh, but anytime you can kind of do something like that, um, charitable sponsorships, that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Perfect. So we talk a lot about in this podcast, we, we talk a lot about, 
you know, not every client is going to be a good client for you. And you want to kind of try to try to find those ideal clients and, and, and work with your uh, quote unquote ideal client. So what in your estimation is, is a, is a good way to attract your ideal client to your business? Well, it's what we talked about a little bit earlier. Mr. Customer, you are my ideal client. Do you know anybody who like you who needs some help? Mm, and right. can you introduce them to can introduce me to them? Yes. Uh, Cause that way you're not going in cold. You've got, you know, your client talking to somebody they know and saying, Hey, this is my guy. I'd like you to meet him. And uh, some of our best clientele have come from that method where Just reach out I, to your, I, your best clients. Yeah. I, I went into yep. a meeting with a, with a prospect. I didn't realize this, but the CEO of one of my bigger clients had already called them and said, Hey, here's the guy you need to talk to. So I'm going to the meeting thinking it's cold. They're calling me out of the street and I'm doing my pitch. I'm like, here's my thing. Here's what we do. And he's like, he's like, look, I got another meeting. Let's just cut to the chase. Uh, this person says you're awesome. So you're hired. Just tell us how much it's going to be. We can go. I'm like, nice. really? <laughs> That's the best. Uh, yeah. It's it. fantastic. Yeah. So cool. Um, and then the final question is who should I interview next? Ooh, wow. Who should you interview? Talking next? about referrals. <laughs> I'm asking yeah, you, you've, wow, been a great, wow. you've been a great guest. So, you know, any thank other you. Great <laughs> wow. Thank you. Um, Hmm. I don't know, but I'll, I'll come up with an answer for That's you. That's one you could get yeah. back to me on. Yep, <laughs> yeah, all right. Exactly. Sounds good. I will cool. find somebody. Awesome, Brian. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Thanks again for being a guest. And folks, come to the unconvention. We're going to have a lot more fun uh, in store for you there. So uh, let's keep the conversation going for now. If you want to head over to computerbusinessmarketing.com. And that's if you're listening to the recording of this, that's where you can find the show notes for this episode. We'll have links to everything we talked about over there so you can check it out. Also, if you have questions or feedback, you can send them via email at mail at techsitebuilder.com or you can just visit uh, computerbusinessmarketing.com and leave a comment over there. We have a contact form and everything. Also, if you listen on iTunes or Stitcher, be sure to give us a shout out and leave a review. We love to hear your feedback and every comment you leave us helps so that we can be found by others on those platforms. Finally, don't forget to check out our sponsors, unconvention.io and techsitebuilder.com. Thanks for checking out the Computer Business Marketing Show. My name is Matthew Rodella saying here's to your success. Mm-hmm.